0: Brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now, you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you once again asking you to be with us this morning and we trust that you are here in our midst. I pray that my words would be your words and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We ask all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. I wanted to start off this morning by making a request. If I invite you into my home for dinner. Or if I invite you out to lunch and I ask you what kind of food you like, don't say anything. If I ask you if you have any allergies or food hatreds, don't say, oh, we love everything. Now, partially, I don't want you to say those things because I don't actually believe that they're true. Maybe you can stomach anything, but nobody actually likes everything, do they? I certainly don't. And that's really why I don't want you to say that you'll eat anything, because then I'll feel obligated to say that I'll eat anything when you invite me over to your house. And I'll say it, but I don't really like everything, and I don't want to eat anything. What I really want to say when somebody asks me what kind of food uh, my family likes, I, I want them to just imagine that Aya has four children, because in terms of food, I'm a child. (laughs) Give me hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, and I'm happy. Pizza, I eat like an eight-year-old. I have to wonder then, as I read Paul's address to the Corinthian church that we have this morning from 1 Corinthians 3, how my eating habits reflect on my maturity. (laughs) Probably not that well, right? Right? Eating like a child doesn't make me seem very mature. And the Corinthians had developed some habits that weren't reflecting well on their maturity either. We read from this letter a few weeks ago, actually, if you recall, that Paul, having planted this church in Corinth, has now moved on, and he is getting reports back about how things are going. And people there in the church are aligning themselves with various human leaders. Paul apollos even peter and minimizing their connection to jesus their actual savior and lord and it's into this situation that paul writes to them into this situation that paul uses this metaphor that we read this morning about milk and solid food you guys must be kidding he seems like he's saying you're arguing about this I guess I can't treat you like grown-ups, people who could handle a nice piece of steak, because you're still whining like babies, arguing about who follows who, bragging about your connections. Give me a break. But if you're anything like me, your first thought isn't about what Paul might actually be trying to say to the Corinthians. If you're anything like me, your first thought is wondering about this milk and solid food, What? What exactly might he be referring to here? What part of Christian teaching, I find myself wondering, counts as milk? What part is solid food? How can I tell when I'm ready to move from one to another? Are the people around me milk drinkers? Or maybe solid food eaters? Or once you start eating solid food, is it possible to backslide into being a milk drinker? Do you ever get in trouble enough? That you're forbidden solid food and now you just need milk? But I think that this investigation misses the point. Paul is using milk and solid food as signifiers, as symbols. He's using them very simply as ways to illustrate maturity and immaturity. Like... In my own example, it's not that important for you to try to figure out exactly what kinds of foods I will eat and what kinds of foods I'll push around on my plate and then claim that I'm not actually that hungry anyway. Thank you very much. Uh, What's actually important is what the fact that I'll do that says about me, which is that I'm immature. It's a diagnosis. This is what Paul is up to here. To use Paul's own example, he's chiding the people for being immature because they're getting distracted over arguments about who follows whom, forgetting the great good news that they've been given. Jesus Christ was crucified for their sins and raised for their justification, says Paul. Not me, not Paul, not Apollos. You guys are acting like babies. Everybody wanting to sit at the popular table if you had any spiritual maturity at all, you'd realize that God's gift to you in Jesus Christ was a life changer no matter where you're sitting, no matter who your friends are, no matter who told you first. It's like the kids who fight about who gets what color cup. Have you experienced this in your house? Don't you know that it's what's in the cup that matters? The Corinthians are trying to brag about which apostle knew their name. And Paul said, hey, you're being immature. You're acting like a baby. Jesus is the thing. They had forgotten in their zeal to be identified with the right disciple that Jesus was the thing. They needed to be reminded. They needed to believe again in the primacy and importance of Jesus Christ. And this is how Paul confronts bad behavior. Paul confronts bad behavior by stoking belief. Stop being so divided, he says, by remembering who saved you from your sins. Stop being so divided by living in the faith by which you came to believe. Maturity in the faith, for Paul, comes first and foremost from belief. And baptism, holy baptism, is all about this. These kids are welcomed into Christ's family today. What will spiritual maturity look like for Gus, for Emmeline, what will a lived faith look like for Kuiper and Audrey? What about for us? What about for you or for me? Let me give you my thesis statement about spiritual maturity. Here it is: thesis. It's not do better, but believe more. It's not do better, but believe more. Remember early on in the musical Hamilton, extra points for Broadway or references. Early on in the musical Hamilton, Aaron Burr suggests to the young statesman that he should talk less and listen more. It's like that. Spiritual maturity is do less, believe more more in Galatians two twenty, Paul says the equivalent he says I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me so and be careful to notice this The do less part is not really up to you. You're dead. This is what St. Paul says to you. The you who would try to save yourself by your doing has been crucified with Christ. Buried in the waters of baptism. And now you live not by what you do but by faith. By belief in Jesus who loved you. And gave himself for you. And that is what we've celebrated this morning for Gus, Emmeline, Kuyper, and Audrey. A new life. One in which they don't have to save themselves by their doing, but one in which they are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. And so whenever later in their life they get sidetracked, which they inevitably will, like the Corinthians, like us, like all humans, we can say to them, do less, believe more. It is no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. You have been buried with Jesus in the waters of baptism and raised to new life in him. You are sealed by the Holy spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. The life you now live, you live by faith in the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And just by the way, this is your job as a church. It's my job as your minister and your job as a church. You promised just now I was here. You promised to do all in your power to support these people. In their life in Christ. This is it. Stoke their faith. Remind them of the good news. And we'll remind each other too. Now, it's perfectly true that we can expect to see signs of this maturity. Of this new life lived by faith. Paul expected the Corinthians to avoid these silly divisions. They were causing in their church he expected the fruit of the spirit to manifest itself in their midst but listen do less believe more still applies here the fruit of the spirit are just that they are fruit of the spirit they are evidence of maturity brought about not by the force of our human will but by the good work of the holy spirit in us Hear me clearly now. I'm not saying don't do anything. What I am saying, though, is that doing something comes from believing something. Like we talked about last week, it is the gift, the free gift of Jesus Christ, that is the engine that makes any kind of Christ likeness possible. All kinds of apparently good doing can exist outside of faith, but Jesus calls these whitewashed tombs. Faith in Jesus, though, will necessarily blossom and flower with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Remember, when Paul is confronted by bad behavior, he addresses it by stoking faith. Remember who you are. Remember what has been done for you. Don't be divisive. Believe again in your common Savior. And as he writes to the Romans, how can you who died to sin still live in it? In other words, to combat sin, believe that you are a new creation. Do less. Believe more. So, do we do then what do we do for these kids for each other for ourselves we nurture belief we stoke faith we proclaim again and again the good news of god and christ we come together we say the creed we rehearse god's promises we remind ourselves of what god has done for us how is it that a baby matures to the point where he can handle solid food by the regular non-stop feeding of good healthy nourishing milk? Growth happens naturally, which is to say by the grace and work of God in Christ. As Paul reminds the Corinthians, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants Through whom you came to believe, believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. So if God gives the growth, what is a productive way to talk about Christian maturity? I think a good answer can be found in the first song on Caroline Cobb's album, A Home and a Hunger, which I recommend to you. You should look it up as soon as you leave. This is an album that I've been listening to as I write sermons. Um, Caroline Cobb's A Home and a Hunger. The first song is called There is a Mountain, and she sings these words. There is a mountain, only the lame can climb. There is a table only the hungry find. Only the beggar will have the currency when need is all you need. So come to the mountain. He carries the cripple to the feast. Come to the table. Undeserved, he has saved you a seat. Come and eat and drink without Money and without a cost. He has paid it on the cross. This morning, we began our service by welcoming the immature, four small children, into Christ's family. And we'll end it by coming to the table, a table that only the hungry find. We'll acknowledge our continued need. Our immaturity, our unworthiness and our reliance on God's good grace as we come to be fed by him. These two acts, these two sacramental acts are perfect images of milk drinking Christians, desirous of solid food. Lord, work in us. Grow us. Help us. Maturity comes from confessing immature and believing again. And that's what we'll do. We'll come together. We'll confess. We'll say the creed. We'll rehearse God's promises. We'll remind ourselves of what God has done for us and believe that God is at work in our lives, growing us even now. So, come to the mountain again and again. Christ will carry you crippled to the top. Come to the table again and again. Christ will welcome you, offering his own body and blood, broken and shed for you. Do less, believe more. Believe that it is no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Believe that you have been buried with Jesus and raised to new life in him. Believe that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Believe that the life you now live, you live by faith in the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. Believe it, because it's true. Jesus loves you. He gave himself for you. You are his. Remember who you are. Amen.